Welcome to Nothing Is OB South Texas Golf Podcast. In this episode, number 33, I speak with Matt Janella. Matt is a journalist who has spent most of his career covering the game of golf. Per his Instagram, Matt was born in Sports Illustrated, raised at Golf Digest, had a fun run at Golf Channel. Being known as the golf destination traveler for the Golf Channel, Matt has played at many exclusive courses all around the world, including Augusta National and small little hidden gems like Brackenridge Golf Course here in San Antonio. From our talk, you can feel Matt's passion for this great game of golf. Even so, he named his son Bandon after Bandon Dunes. Please forgive me for some of the audio is not great quality. For Matt is traveling through and around the El Paso area as he is leaving Texas. I try my best to edit some of the noise and clean it up. I hope you enjoy my interview with Matt Janella. And don't forget to check out my website, www.nothingobgolf.com. Well, thank you, man. Thank you so much. I appreciate you being on today, man. I know. So you're driving. I'm driving right now. Yes. <laughs> so so you don't have any. Go for it. Go for it. I got uh-huh. U-Haul in front of me, full of my furniture. And I got a, I'm driving another little U-Haul with a trailer with some of my furniture. And then we got another car behind us. So we got a three-car caravan crossing the country, two U-Hauls and a BMW. And uh, we are San Diego or bust. Oh, man, San Diego. Well, good, man. Well, I appreciate it. My name's Andy Torres. Uh, you're on. We're live right now on Nothing Is OB Golf Podcast, South Texas Edition. I uh, got a special guest here. I want to make sure I'm pronouncing your last name correctly. Janella. Um, uh, Janella, correct. All right. All right. I got Matt Janella, golf personality. Now, I've been looking at all your stuff. I want to know, first and foremost, how did you do here at Old Brack in San Antonio? I had a blast. We, we were just there on uh, Monday afternoon. We rolled up and uh, 30 people got in on a, on a little Monday afternoon skins game. I was at Old Brack probably 10 to 12 years ago when I was with Golf Digest and fell in love with it. I couldn't believe how good it, how good it was. And at that time, it was probably $50 green fee. And to play a, a Tillinghast original with the square greens and all that charm and the walkability and the playability and the, I mean, the strategy and the elevated greens and the bunkering, I was blown away. And I, it had taken me that long to get back. I mean, I'd always promoted it, always uh, appreciated it. Got back and we had 30 people rock up and we had uh, a great group, played six fivesomes. We played the forward tees, didn't putt for anything more than a par. Everybody threw in 20 bucks. With the 20 bucks, you got a Link Soul shirt or hat. And then we finished, and about 11 or 12 of us jumped in carts, and we played another four or five holes, got to play that, that 16th hole with the tree right in the middle of the fairway. I, try, I, I came out of my shoes trying to clear the tree, ended up uh, yanking a left, went in a creek, so I was out <laughs> of that hole. But uh, I'm a huge fan for so many reasons it's uh if i lived anywhere near there i would get the loyalty card and, and get the discount on the green fee which would feel like stealing something it's a pretty it's a pretty solid track and uh 
One of the tips that somebody gave me on that 16th hole, I think it was one of the times I played it, like I'd say about two, three years ago. And, you know, I always try to lay up. I'm not a long hitter, so I always try to lay up. He said, why don't you just tee it up a little higher and then hit the crap out of it? And sure enough, I put it over that tree on the other side. And but I haven't been able to duplicate that since. Yeah, that's what I had envisioned. What you just described is what I had in my head but I didn't execute. Well, Matt, uh, once again, I appreciate it. I, I know you're traveling cross country here. So, so, so tell me, uh, I want to know what right now, uh, what sparked this idea as you're traveling across and I know you're coming along with the crew and with your family, what sparked playing at all these different munis along the way? Been running the skins game at winter park in uh, Florida for the last two years. And, we knew we were going to have a final skins game on Friday, last Friday. So, um, and then I was sort of charting out the drive across country and I figured, oh, it would probably take five to seven days. What about finishing the drive on Friday at Goat Hill Park in San Diego, which is where I'm headed? And then how would we connect the dots? What about trying to do like a, a, a rolling skins game from Friday to Friday, coast to coast? Muni to Muni, park to park, and just keep doing these, you know, kind of duplicate the same system we use at Winter Park for the Skins game, which is $20, forward tees, don't putt for anything more than a par. That can, and then I was, and, and I called my producer and my partner in this new production company. He said, I'm in. And then it was okay. Then we got another camera guy and we got a, another, an editor. And then my producer brought his two nephews. So we got, we got three cars, six guys. Uh, we called We called in Houston. I put it out on Twitter. I said, if I were to do this, where would I go? They said Gus Wortham in Houston, which has just been recently uh, renovated and looked fantastic. And then uh, I said, well, I knew if I was to go to San Antonio, I, I, Old Brack was a no-brainer. And then in Austin, I love Lions Municipal and the history there and all that goes into that. So we called, and then and then we knew we needed a stop between uh, Austin and and California. So we looked at Scottsdale, and I love the new Mountain Shadows Part Three course. They renovated that course and made it all Part Three. So once we were able to connect the dots, and the courses were on board, and we created itinerary, I put it out on social media, and we've just had this great, great welcoming committee everywhere we go. Someone is there, and says, okay, come on here. And the pros have been great. Every All the courses have been so receptive. And the crowds have been great. And the skins game have been fun. So it's it's just, it kind of sort of hatched out of the idea that I was going from one skins game to the next. And how can we, how can we bridge the gap with a bunch of other places? Yeah, man, I was super bummed because I was actually in Houston that weekend. You were at Gus Wortham. And uh, I was there for to play a couple uh, different courses I never played in Houston. And I played at Blackhawk and then the Carlton Woods Nicholas course. And people here around town are telling me, I said, man, you got treated to a couple of great courses. And I was super thankful to be able to play those courses. But one of my buddies, his name is Rafiq Sanford. He said uh, he had met you a while back or he had just kind of, I guess, spoken to you this, that or the other in passing. And he said, oh, Matt's a good guy. Matt's all about the game of golf. And he said, you're actually here in town. And I said, dang, actually, that's when you had just texted me back and said, hey, let's do it. Right. 
And so then I saw you're going to be at Bracket Tuesday, cleared out my schedule yeah. for Tuesday. And then I saw it was Monday and I was so bummed out because I'm a teacher. I'm a coach. I'm doing it right now from my from my uh, school office here at my in my coach's office. And so uh, I'm glad we we're able to make this work. I apologize. That I don't, I'm not, you know, uh, at a sit down desk with great reception and. Well, and we're told, yeah, we're told that it's not good COVID-wise right there. So we're going to just sort of El Pass right through El Paso. We're just going to keep going. <laughs> All right. Well, I got, I got a couple of questions for you now. Uh, just tell me, if you could tell me real quick, uh, what's next? What's next for Maginella in this great game of golf? What's next? Everybody wants to know. <laughs> I've, you know, that I've been working with for the last eight years and, our goal is just to keep telling stories. I've, I've formed a distribution partnership with Golf Digest and Discovery Media, so I'm kind of going back to uh, to to a you know place I'm very familiar with. Opportunities. I started a podcast called The Fire Pit. Uh, we're bringing back the Ambush, which is uh, what I used to do for Golf Digest, which was tell stories about buddies' trips. And then uh, we're going to have the regular travel uh, destination stuff. And then I'm going to work with the World Golf Hall of Fame and and uh, utilize some of their assets and some of the stuff that they have there to tell, to tell meaningful stories as well. So um, got multiple verticals. We're going to have merchandise and, and, uh, and all kinds of, all kinds of stuff. I mean, it's where we're at right now with this sort of modern form of, of journalism and storytelling. And uh, I'm excited to kind of see what's next myself, honestly. I, I am. I, I saw some of your episodes and I'm going to say recently, I saw the one with uh, that you had Riggs on there from Barstool. And yeah. I really liked that uh, he was he got all super emotional about being at Piners because, you know, he was at Piners for so many days and uh, the reception that they gave him. And I thought I really liked the, the, the talk y'all had and how uh, it, it got to like you, you got a lot of feels out of him that maybe he wouldn't have got got out on his show, you know. Well, you know, I met Riggs. I've always, I mean, I've been a fan of his energy and his attitude towards the game of golf and life uh, right from the beginning. He's, uh, and then I got, he was, uh, he was on my buddy's trip to Bandon Dunes two years ago. And, um, and I, and I saw how much, you know, how much respect and reverence he had for my uncles who were on the, on the trip and, and, um, and the abandoned dunes and the experience and the camaraderie that goes with the buddies trip. And, um, and so, you know, we've become, you know, we've become friends and, uh, and when he's, when he quarantined the Piners for 99 days and I watched kind of the reaction that he had, uh, it was, it was a pretty cool situation. And then, you know, the emotion that he had when he left there, that really struck me. That's why I did the podcast with him because I thought, what, what was behind that emotion? What brought that out? How could he have possibly got to that point? So um, it was pretty cool. And as as you heard on the podcast, you, you know, it was it was it was an yeah, embrace. Like, he embraced Pinehurst, and Pinehurst embraced him. And that was that's sort of what you that's the experience you do have um, when you go to a place like that. Yeah, and that's really why I started the podcast. I'm just. I'm looking to get those same feels and those same emotions and those same uh, those same experiences, especially here in uh, the game of golf in South Texas, because I'm sure you've been all over the place. Uh, I'm sure I'm sure you haven't got maybe outside of Texas that 
that South Texas and San Antonio could be a great place for destination golf. Oh yeah. Oh no. Well, you know, I, I did the time at the TPC San Antonio, um, which is actually a pretty amazing facility. Um, obviously the Greg Norman course is, is, is tough. I, it's oddly enough, the Pete Dye golf course is actually the easier golf course that, you know, <laughs> which is never said about any Pete Dye uh, destination golf course, but um, I love TBC San Antonio. And then you also, you throw in old Brack for a round of golf there. And it's, uh, and San Antonio is, is sneaky good in terms of as, as a destination, especially for a buddy's trip. And for a family's trip, you know, what they, the facility they have and the hotel that they have there and all the amenities and the sports bar. And, the, you know, I think they have uh, water slides. It's pretty, it's pretty impressive. Oh, yes. And, uh, my wife and I, we love to do some staycations there because it feels like you're getting out of the city for a little bit, especially on their great facility. Yeah, yeah. Oh, now, now, in reading your article on your 99 uh, courses, I saw that – okay, let me see if I got it right. I saw that you were, played 56 rounds of golf in four countries, 11 states, 17 of the top 100 uh, golf courses rated by Golf Digest. Could you just give me one of your best stories from that trip? I know you probably got a lot, but I just need one story for my listeners. That was uh, <laughs> that was a, that was a whirlwind for sure. Um, you know, let me think about this for a second. I think you know, I I think I spent some time with Drew Bledsoe in that stretch in Central Oregon, and you know, I mean, I and Lucas Nelson in Maui. I believe I you know it was kind of a uh, trying to think i mean it's a bit of a blur at this point but i you know for me i you know what it comes down to is you know a lot of people think oh you have the greatest job because you got to play those courses and uh you know the top 100 or whatever that number is 17 in the top 100 you know but for me over time and over the years and and getting access you know the great golf courses are what they are and you take pictures you share those pictures and you stand on those memorable tea boxes but for me the the biggest thing like when you say that stuff when you just recount that trip for me it's the people that pop into my head it's 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 not it's not always where you are it is about it always is about who you're with and and i and i tell people that when you're planning a buddy's trip and sometimes people get too caught up in oh we've got to go someplace special we've got to do a bucket list destination or a, it's got to be a place that we can say we checked off our list. And I always, that's not always the best thing. Maybe you should always focus on who you're with first. Maybe put the priority and the premium on the people playing with. I, I totally agree. I think it, I think it's just, it's, it's who you're with it, a lot of times. Uh, and I can agree with that. I haven't been on too many buddies trips. I've gone to Vegas. I've gone to Vegas to play several buddies trips at times. I've been and I've played in Florida. Now I know you're traveling right now. Sorry about this. No, no, it's, no, it's okay. Uh, just, I was just asking you, I couldn't hear. Uh, are you taking your, is your family traveling with you right now? My family's ahead. My wife is trying to find us a place to live. I pull the furniture and she's got a tight deadline. So she's trying to find us a place to live in San Diego before I get there. <laughs> now, uh, have you played in San Diego before? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know, my, I, you know, my, my parents 
parents live in San Diego, which is a big reason why I'm headed there. Um, you know, Balboa Park, Cohill Park, Coronado, Loma Club uh, are some of my favorite, you know, affordable uh, public golf courses. Obviously, Torrey Pines, uh, both north and south, you know. But those are, again, those are more of the bucket list type courses that you play uh, in the San Diego area. But, yeah, I mean, San Diego is loaded with good, affordable golf, honestly. Well, let, well, I, I know since the reception is getting a little bit bad and breaking up here, let me go in and ask you some of the questions I asked all my guests. Uh, what's okay. your favorite golf movie? Caddyshack. Favorite Caddyshack. character? Yeah. Uh, favorite golf golf movie character? Um, I guess I'd go with uh, Chevy Chase in Caddyshack. I mean, he's Ty, Ty Webb. Yeah, Ty yeah, Webb. He's smooth. He's smooth. <laughs> All right. Uh, who are you playing your very last round of golf with? Oof. Wow. Uh, I would say John Ashworth. He's he's one of my favorite people to play golf with. He, he's been a, a mentor and a friend and a, and uh, just somebody I love playing. He teaches me about life while we play golf which is a game a lot like life. So I'll go John Ashworth. All right. Now, uh, what are some things that can uh, piss you off while you're on the course or that one of your playing partners can do that can get you to not want to play with them again or not invite them out again? Uh, not play music. If they're anti-music, uh, that bothers me. <laughs> um, if they insist on, you know, tucked shirts or you know i you know i'm i'm more i'm more just you know i'm more that golf is is a, a recreation recreational activity you know i no one ever goes onto a basketball court and critiques what another person is wearing or says you can't play basketball you can't ski this mountain because you don't have the right outfit on you can't play softball because you're not wearing the right kind of shorts or or Jersey, you know, like, I think this is a recreational activity. We pay to play. And, um, I think people need to, uh, lighten up, lighten up about sort of the dress code. I mean, I know what's appropriate and inappropriate and I suspect everybody else does too. And who am I to say what you can and can't wear on the golf course? I think that the whole concept of a dress code with the exception of a private club, if, hey, if it's a private club, it's a private club. But if it's a public access facility and you're going to try to tell me what to do and, and not do in terms of what I wear, uh, I, you know, I'm not going to come to your course. I, I totally agree with you. I think uh, I always try to look good when I'm on the course. My shirt's always tucked in because I'm a coach and teacher. And so I've always told my kids, I said, hey, you look good, feel good, play good. And if you didn't play good, hey, at least you still looked good. You know, so so that's my that's my philosophy right there. And that's and that and by the way, and you have every right to that philosophy. But if another guy's in another foursome has a different philosophy, you know, then more power to him. You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. But I, I totally agree with you. Uh, it is a recreational game and, and it's a game that can be super mentally stressful, but it's also a game that once you get, once you catch that one shot or you make that one putt or like you stated, uh, the, the people you're really around, it's the memories that you have uh, makes you just want to get back out there and make some of those, make some of those memories. Yeah. I, you know, I used to 
to, I, I used to treat the game. I only used to want to break. It's so much more than that. It's four hours or two hours or five hours of quality time with quality people. And, you know, I think back already at my age and I think, man, I, I, sh I wish I would have appreciated some of those rounds that I had with my uncle or with my dad or, or, uh, with some of the friends that I used to play with that I don't get to play with as often anymore. You know, I just, I, I'm now more about cherishing every step and realizing that this is a, this is a walk in what seems to be a park that happens to have tees and greens. And yeah, there's a little competition and a little, you know, but there's a lot more camaraderie and uh, you put a little money on the line and it helps keep you focused. But at the end of the day, everybody wins. Well, I talked to one of my buddies who played out there with you on Monday. His name's Ray Garza. Oh, yeah. And, and uh, uh, he's one of the guys that you had to pay out because yeah, he, had yeah, an yeah. E he had an ego on three. And I'm going to tell you, though, he, he's a ringer. Y'all invited a ringer. He runs a, he runs a golf company here in San Antonio on par golf. And I told him I was going to tell you. Uh, I asked him, I said, what'd you shoot? He said, I shot a 31. I had three birdies and an eagle. And I said, did you get any skins? He said, the eagle paid out. I think he said 200 or two, like 220, something like that. Yeah, he said it was, yeah, he said it was one of three eagles. And I heard you in the video saying that you were going to come back to get your money. And so I want to make sure and let you know that Ray, Ray Garza has got some of that money. Well, I, I think we just need a fourth. I think you and Ray and me, and we'll get a fourth. And you and I will take on Ray and whoever he's got. We'll go get that we'll money back. <laughs> All right. Last, last question, Matt. Last question. Who do you got for the Masters? Been asked this a little bit. Uh, <laughs> you know, I have, I, because I've been moving and driving and, you know, I haven't been following this. But I, if Brooks Kepka is healthy, and which it seems like he is, I, I like Brooks Kepka. I think a lot of people are writing him off because he's been injured. And, but I think he's kind of pissed off. You know, a lot of other guys have emerged. When he gets when he gets away from the game and then he comes back, it's not going to take him much to be, to be, you know, to be back to being number one. And if you recall, prior to prior to his knee issue, I mean, he's Brooks Kepka. And Bryce has been getting all the attention. DJ's number one again. And you got Rory and Obviously, Tiger's defending champ, and uh, John Rahm is always going to be tough to beat. And then you got guys that just play well at Augusta, like Louis Hayes and Justin Rose, Adam Scott. But man, I don't know if Brooks if Brooks is pissed and healthy, he's tough to beat. Yeah, I hey, I like that pick. I, I went with JT just because I, I like his game. You know, he he. he I love me some me, so I want to see him make a putt like that, like he did at the President's Cup. So I want to see him bring some of that magic out. The other guy is Xander Shoffley. I really like him. He just keeps sniffing around at the majors, and he's got the game and the mind mind to do it. Um, and and by the way, who wouldn't want to see Jordan Spieth kind of resurrect, you know, and, and get right in the mind at a place that obviously he loves. He loves that golf course more than any other. He's told me that he loves that golf course more than any other course in the world. And you know how golf comes and goes. We all have experienced it. No, look no further than guys like Tiger Woods, who lost it and then came back. Justin Rose, Davis Love, Patty Harrington, Darren Clark, all those guys who have lost it and come back. And I think Jordan Spieth is one of those kind of kids. You know, I would never count him out. 
and he loves that course. So he's a, if you're looking for long odds on a guy with a lot of talent, uh, with a little bit of baggage, but an opportunity to kind of right the ship, I'm giving it to George. Man, it's kind of that crazy year. 2020 is a crazy year. So <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Well, uh, last thing, very last thing here. Uh, I was reading one of your posts that you had in July, I think, if I'm not mistaken, uh, because you do have a mixed a mixed racial household, you know, and uh, you do have a lot of uh, ethnicities, you know, in, in your yeah. background and then on your wife's yeah. side. Um, I really appreciated that tweet and that post that you had about uh, everybody just being a, a lot, a lot more kind and empathetic, you know, to, to others. Um, would you, would it be safe to say that the game of golf has grown leaps and bounds in that racial category? Well, I mean, it definitely has obviously. And, uh, and, and, you know, you got masters in, in April uh, going to have Lee Elder, uh, who's done so much to break down the, the the racial barriers in golf. And I was just at Lions Municipal, the first desegregated golf course going back to 1950 in the South uh, and the history that's there. And in common theme to all these rounds of golf with all these, no one right, 20 bucks. Who am I playing with? Let's go have some fun. Let's try to get the ball in the hole. Let's take our hats off and shake hands after the round. Let's maybe go get a beer or a drink and talk about it. And let's see when we can play again. And that was, it's been so refreshing, especially now and what everybody's going through in terms of a global pandemic and the economy and, and, you know, black lives matter and, 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 and the, and the right and the left and the extremism that's going on and, and golf as a community and the camaraderie and an opportunity to treat it as a park and a place, a safe place where people can just get together, take a breath and have some fun. I hope the game continues to be that, that place at places like I'm talking about right now in which we can all get together and and do exactly that. Well, well, Hey Matt, I I appreciate your time. I know, uh, you've uh you know made uh got me into your schedule man and i really appreciate it i wish you your family uh nothing but success in san diego i'm gonna head that way because i got one of my former student athletes her name is sofia ramos she's a stud there at san diego state she's all mountain west so i'm gonna be out there my wife and i will be out there uh visiting her and watching one of her games here so when i am out that way i'm just giving you a heads up i'm gonna hit you up but i expect to get around in with you hey hill park and you and I will take it on John Ashworth, and I'll tell him to get a partner, and uh, and, and you know we'll we'll give you a tour of what I think is one of the best little mini municipals in America. All right, well, thank you, Matt. I, I really appreciate it, and I wish you nothing but the best, brother. All right, be safe out there. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. That was that was really nice of Matt. I, I really appreciate uh, the time he gave to the this little podcast, this little podcast here in South Texas. And I don't know if you heard that. Hopefully, Ray, you tune in and you see this video because you see that I put you on notice. He does know that you have some of his money and you heard it. Once he makes his way, he's going to try to get it back. Uh, thank you all folks so much for uh, watching this uh, special edition of Nothing is OB Golf podcast now. You can follow Maginella on social media. He's on Twitter. He's on Facebook. He's on Instagram. And uh, I really wanted to thank him. He was super, super gracious of him and all everything he has going on. 
I'm totally sorry about any connection or any uh, words, you, words part of the conversation that you heard or did not hear. I'm going to try my best to clean it up when I post this on when I post this on uh, all the different platforms on SoundCloud, on iTunes, on iHeartRadio. But thanks for tuning in. Make sure you can reach me on uh, Instagram. Nothing is OB. You can reach me on my, my email account. Nothing is OB at gmail.com. I'm on Facebook. Nothing is OB South Texas golf podcast. Become part of the Facebook group. I'm on there. Nothing is OB golf podcast. Also I'm on Twitter. Uh, hit me up. If you have any questions, you want to hear from somebody in the San Antonio South Texas area. Got us another episode coming out this Thursday. I have Rafik Sanford and Eric Otto. We're going to talk a little bit about the Houston trip. I just had this past weekend. Thank you so much for the continued support. If you could please subscribe, rate, and leave a review on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and SoundCloud, I'd really appreciate it. It's how it helps me grow the podcast. Also, please check out my website, www.nothingobgolf.com. Remember, in the game of life, nothing is OB.